We are apparently terrible. We lock eyes across the internet. I hop to you like a sprightly lynx from link to link. No feral camel will stop me. I grab your hand and gently kiss up your arm. And I go up your, your cheek a little bit and your neck too, because I have to reach your ear. And I reach your ear and I whisper, Mon chéri, we should know better. Hi, welcome to We Should Know Better. Uh, I'm your host, Tim, this evening. And with me as always are our two uh, Desperados. Uh, I'm Kyle. Desperados. I'm Sky. Yeah. Love Desperados. Love Desperados. I'm Sky in the, in the control booth. <laughs> yes. I'm behind the desk. So apparently. I kind of, I, I, I started that Spanish, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, was that, was that what it was? Yeah, it was like a, it was, it was like that one guy, not Ricky Iglesias, the other one, Antonio Banderas. Yes. You went a little bit into how do you say it? <laughs> sure. Um, is that what you're going for? It wasn't quite what I was going for. No. Um, this tonight, episode, we're talking about love. Kind of, That was amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, I don't even care. That was that was worth the price of admission right there. What are we doing tonight? Tonight, uh, for those of you who are uh, listening us for, to us for the first time, first, I'm sorry. <laughs> Second, uh, what we do here is we, we go from one page uh, on Wikipedia to uh, another uh, following links. Uh, to connect our paths there. And so the first of Kyle or Sky tonight to get there will win the game. Uh, tonight we're going from uh, the best animated affectionist, uh, Pepe Le Pew. Whoa, affectionist? Pepe Le Pew. I yes. love that. I, can I use Is that? A word? that? I don't uh, care. This if you now. use it, it might have the opposite effect of what you're going for. Well, fine. That's... Hello, <laughs> I am an affectionist. <laughs> Oh, you really? <laughs> so we're going from Pepe Le Pew to eye contact. Oh. Which wait. are the two things you need for love. To eye contact. You need eye contact and you need to just never give up. Wait. Eye contact like like what? Like looking at another person. Is there a is there like, a like maintaining like your eyes staying with their eyes while you converse? Is there a is there a Wikipedia page for that? What? <laughs> that's that's just a concept. That's not like a it's not like a thing, Tim. Is I mean, it? in essence, Wikipedia itself is a concept. Okay, I, all right, I'm out. I, <laughs> I mean, if you really want to get down to it, well, I blew no, I think you win tonight's guy by default. Yeah, it, this was fun, guys. See you later. <laughs> all right, so you guys can find us on Twitter at wskbcast.com. <laughs> I don't want to. No, I don't want to go deeper than that. I don't. <laughs> I just. Okay. Um, Eye contact, huh? Yeah, okay. that's where we're going. So uh, tonight, uh, I usually give a toss-up question mm -hmm. to determine uh, who goes first. Yes. It's usually some sort of hypothetical question where I make them do stuff. Um, I'm really glad you did mental the, gymnastics. Yeah, I'm really glad you did the the impression first because I was afraid that that's what was going to happen when. As soon as you as soon as you told us what we were doing. Yes. <laughs> oh, but, no. no. But tonight's question is rather simple. Oh, good. The question is, would you be? Oh, OK, <laughs> go on. 
Did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive when he put on a dress and played a girl? <laughs> I feel like I've heard this question before. <laughs> this feels like a psychology, like a legit, like, like, are you an axe murderer question? <laughs> Do you ever stand in your shower alone and cry? Just think about the water running down into the... <laughs> Uh, do, do either of you know which movie that's from? Yeah, okay, it is from. It is something. Okay, it's, I know I've heard it before. Um, oh man, did you ever find? I want to say it's like airplane or something. Ooh, that's almost close because the characters <laughs> are watching airplanes when they ask this question. They're watching. Airplanes. Wow! So I I laterally got close. Oh man! Something in your psyche. Something in your mind. Got it. Got, got it. Right. Yeah. Connected to. Mm. I got. I got nothing else. I'm gonna say airplane because that's that. That's getting me the closest so far. Yep. Right now. Right now. Kyle's the closest guy. Woo. People are. People are watching airplanes. Oh yeah. Watching Jeez. airplanes. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. The Rocketeer. Yes. <laughs> I, think I, think I don't even care. Yes. Nope. Nope. Kyle no. still wins. Uh, this question <laughs> was posed by Garth Algar to Wayne Campbell in the film Wayne's World. Oh my gosh, it is. They were Garth goes, did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive when he put on a dress and played a girl bunny? And oh. Wayne just looks at him and just cracks up. He's like, no. <laughs> He's like, no. And Garth's like, oh, neither did I. I was <laughs> just asking. Yes. Yeah. So Kyle, you win. By accident. Isn't that, that's probably the best toss-up I ever had, isn't it, guys? Good job, Kyle. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us tonight. You can find us on no. Facebook. by Sky, searching- Sky. <laughs> oh. Oh, man, we both just tried to eject out. Okay. Hit the button. Okay. So let's start with Pepe Le Pew, the Looney Tunes character. Oh, man. Pepe Le Pew cartoons generally have the same premise. Pepe Le Pew is an an amorous skunk. He is looking for the love of his life. Mm -hmm. And then there's this uh, poor cat named Penelope who is usually black, but somehow... She has a name? Yes, her name is Penelope. Oh, man. She somehow uh, usually ends up getting a white stripe painted down her back. She either, like, crawls beneath, like, a painted fence, or she gets, like, run over by a street striper or something. And I don't know. Yes. <laughs> so Pepe yeah. thinks that Penelope is a skunk. Because he's stupid. Right. <laughs> and just goes after her with the intensity of... A skunk. A skunk, yes. Skunk, yeah. I, course, I always... she wants nothing to do with him because he stinks. Right. <laughs> I don't even think they can basically like basically yeah, go ahead. the first instance recorded of um cosplay not being consent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tim, you just brought it. You can back. take this pictures episode. if you ask. Yep. This episode is what do not touch. Yes. Uh I, are there no other skunks in his in the Warner Brothers universe? I I've think so. Oh, there is another skunk. Whoa, whoa! But it's oh, not. They're not Tiny Toons. separate generations exactly. Yeah. Oh. There's oh. Fifi the few. Oh, okay. Who well, I guess <laughs> maybe like her his granddaughter or daughter or real relative of some sort. I mean, well, they're not. I don't know because you know. I mean, did he get with somebody then? <laughs> oh, oh man, now we're going into canon. All right, let's not. Uh, I don't. I don't want to get in this cannon. Let's I'm, not. I'm kind of curious now. I want to <laughs> see. Let's not get in this cannon. F- Wherever no, it shoots Fifi, off, no, I do not want to be in this cannon. Fifi the few. Oh, okay. Yes, that makes, that makes sense. 
Uh, um, she does not seem to be related to Pepe Le Pew. Mm. But it says in certain wikis that, like, <laughs> she sees him as a mentor. <laughs> in certain wikis. <laughs> yep. Chuck Jones first introduced the character Pepe Le Pew, originally named Stinky, <laughs> in the 1945 short Adorable Kitty. I'm glad that they uh, they workshop that one a little bit longer. I really like that the in the opening paragraph here, Pepe is stereotypically French in the way that Speedy Gonzalez is stereotypically Mexican. Yes, it's like it's like, <laughs> like actually yes, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah. That's the best way to say that in the least offensive way possible. Exactly. It's still pretty offensive. Yep. <laughs> and so in Tiny Toons, you had Fifi, and then you had um, a, a boy cat named Furball. Who would end up being? Oh yeah, the victim of her affections. Yeah, I always felt bad for that thing. Time is a Mobius strip. Um, <laughs> who's your favorite Looney Tune character? Just Looney Tune. Yeah, just Looney Tune. Looney Tune is not a character in itself. Minus Shrek. <laughs> Gosh, Shrek's a good one. <laughs> you guys are horrible. I really like the Blue Ranger. <laughs> No, I don't even like. I'm trying to think of who my favorite was. I was, was. only secretly a fan of Sailor Mercury. <laughs> Sailor I love you guys. <laughs> I actually, my if we can, the Tiny Toons, I liked a lot better. And yeah. Plucky was like the best by far. Plucky was awesome, especially Baby Plucky. And then Baby Plucky. Yep. Oh, those are the I think those are my like favorite like Looney Tunes related things ever. Now, see, I always felt bad for Hampton. Like, oh, that, poor Hampton. Yeah. Yeah. See, that that was my, you know, how I, I always feel bad for Rabbit in the Winnie the Pooh stories because he's the only responsible he's the only, one. Yeah, he's the only one that knows what's going on. Yeah. I, I feel the same way about Hampton. That poor pig. <laughs> he's trying to clean up everything. He just wants the world to be a, a, an orderly place. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So um, this, this article, <laughs> sorry, I'm reading through the article some more. Oh, OK. Pepe actually makes some cameo appearances in Tiny Toon Adventures. Oh. Um, and like I said, because I, I found it on another wiki, uh, he's a professor at the, at the university, has all the major characters. How many wikis are there about this? Several. Um, and the mentor to a female skunk character, Fifi, blah, blah, blah. Um, he appeared in the first episode. He appeared in the Christmas special. Um, the segment Out of Odor from the episode Viewer Mail Day <laughs> saw a character, Elmira, disguise herself as Pepe in an attempt to lure Fifi into a trap, only have to have Fifi begin aggressively wooing her. Oh, man. That's kind of... Whoa, whoa. We're getting, we're getting into teacher-student relationships here. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that's weird. It was a hard-hitting show. <laughs> I guess so, it yes. willing to, yeah, not pull any punches Steven there. Spielberg, like, you know, wanted to hit hard. Yeah, exactly. Kids. So, according to the uh, production uh, section here, Chuck Jones, Pepe's creator, wrote that Pepe was based loosely on the personality of his termite terrorist colleague, Writer Ted Pierce, a self-styled ladies' man, who reportedly also always assumed that his infatuations were requited. Someone may want to check on this man to make sure that he has not done a terrible thing. Uh, <laughs> wow. Pepe's uh, voice, provided by Mel Blanc, was uh, based on Charles Boyer's Pepe Le Moco from Algiers, uh, a remake of the 1937 French film Pepe Le Moco, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Uh, wow. Wow. One of the producers, Eddie Selzer, animation producer, and Joan's bitterest foe at Warner's then once profanely commented that no one would laugh at those cartoons. <laughs> citation. That has a citation. Oh. 
Uh, I did actually read a uh, Jones autobiography really? a while ago. Yeah, yeah, he did his own, uh, and it was fun because it was mostly pictures. Uh, he he drew most of his autobiography, and it was a lot of fun. Hmm. But he, I mean, those early days of production there were basically just them kind of making stuff up and seeing what stuck and trying to get yeah. those cartoons out as fast as because possible so looking, they actually made money. Looking back on it, Looney Tunes <clears throat> was like was like actually like insane. Like, oh, yes. like what what was going on? Well, remember that at the time, uh like even the idea of mixing were drugs music happening? <laughs> were Some drugs, drugs happening? What? I think they probably were. According to Chuck Jones, a lot of cats were happening. He actually kept several cats. And in fact, like a huge section uh, yeah. of the first chapter of his of his uh, memoir was uh, about his family's cat that they didn't keep as a cat, but <clears throat> but visited the house regularly. And so it was their cat, but not their cat. And it, mm-hmm. it left an impression on him. Anyway, do you guys uh, want to hear something scary? How often? I mean, yes, sure. In October 2010, it was announced that Mike Myers will voice Pepe (laughs) Le Pew in a feature-length live-action film based on the character. Yep. Sweet. Live-action. Live-action. Live-action stunts. 2015, no further information has been released about the film. (laughs) Yep. And hopefully never will. Mike Myers was hallucinating. That never happened. Because the last time Mike Myers, (laughs) you know, live-action portrayed a fictional cartoonish character. It went so well. Uh, speaking of the live action, uh, why don't we, uh, they, they have a small dialogue bit up here uh, from for sentimental reasons. It's in fancy talk. I, I don't understand it. Why sky. It's so nice that you would ask me to do it because I, <laughs> uh, I need someone to play the other part. So you guys get to hop in as you like in the uh, dialogue from for sentimental reasons sent S C-E-N-T, of course, and, and mental reasons. Uh, Pepe sings, Affaire d'amour, affaire de corps. Je ne sais quoi, je vive espoir. Mm. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, yeah. mm. Smell of vous finais. Mm. I think that's just fines. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you, smell, no. you smell fines. You smell fines. <laughs> Uh, the gendarme, which is a policeman, uh, says, Le kitty cartel terrible order. And the proprietor then hops in, Allez, gendarme, allez, retournez moi, this instance. Instance. <laughs> oh, pauvre moi, I am the backrupt. <laughs> I cannot sob. And then, and then Penelope comes in <laughs> and she goes, Les mieux? Le Ah, uh, le Pusiferosius removes that skunk. <laughs> the cat pulled from the premises. Avec! And then it says, Penelope, smelling the skunk, says sniff, 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 <laughs> sniff, sniff. Uh, and Pepe uh, then notices Penelope. Achilles? Ah, le belfem skunk fatal. Yes, it says clicks tongue twice. Yeah, I did it. I did know. You, I just, I'm just explaining it? for the people at home. Oh, okay. <laughs> you guys are going to have to 
pay me not to name this episode Lip Pussy Ferocious. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's Why is there not an explicit tag? <laughs> that is All awful. Right. Oh, but I'm glad we put that into our, our uh, archives. Why not? All right. Uh, so I have sort of a long shot that I'm going to go with. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go the science route here. <laughs> Because I'm still not sure exactly how to quantify eye contact. Man. I'm going to go. You never looked at anyone in the eye. I was going to (laughs) say. I'm apparently kind of a psychopath. All right. (laughs) All right. You got some real nice shoes, sir. (laughs) Those are some. uh, Alors, those are some nice shoes. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm going to click skunk. Clicking skunk. skunk. Right. Okay. (laughs) I am going to. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, they're talking about Looney Tunes back in action here, which was great. Yeah, no. Sky. Um, how could you? Yes. How could you? There is a DJ who is played by Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I'm clicking on Brendan no, Fraser. Are you never... seriously clicking on Brendan I, Fraser? I I have a plan. That never happened. None of that ever happened. Wow. Brendan Fraser, which he, there's a Mountie behind him in this picture. This picture is pretty great. What? Here, I'll send it to you. Oh, of course he did, because he was in that one other movie, right? That one other, that Canada movie. <laughs> wow, that is great hair. That is, oh, that is just a great expression, too. <laughs> no, that's a standard expression. Yeah, exactly. That's the standard. <laughs> Look at his tie. Like, fix your tie, Brendan Fraser. Gosh, you're such a sloppy boy. <laughs> okay. While you worry Fraser about that. Fraser in Canada. I love how it describes that he is in Canada. And there's clearly a Mountie behind him. Yes. <laughs> well, it could be anywhere. Mounties are all over the place. No, they're not. I know. Uh, so, skunks. Yes. Not to be confused with Polecat. No, no, there is a disambiguation. I did not click that. Which, wait, is that a different animal? It is a different animal. Hmm. Wow. Uh, According to that, it is a black-footed ferret, which looks about halfway like a skunk, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, well, not a black-footed ferret, but a skunk uh, is the mammal known for their ability to spray a liquid with a strong odor. Mm. Uh, different species of skunk vary in appearance from black and white to brown or cream colored, which sounds awesome. What? There's cream skunks? Apparently. I wonder <laughs> what their have... stink smells like. Mocha colored. <laughs> smells like just, coffee. Just old coffee is what yeah. it is, yeah. Uh, but all have warning colorations. I, I would like to focus here, though, on the etymology bit. <clears throat> the etymology for the word skunk comes from the 1630s. Uh, as we as we know it now, anyway, uh, it was spelled originally skunk, which is S Q U U N C K. Two U's in there. I would totally name my punk band that. I really want to now. Uh, yeah, have you heard uh, Skunk's new album? Um, <clears throat> from a Southern New England Algonquin language, probably Abnaki. Uh, Sengaku from Proto Alonquin Senkwa, it looks like. I'm just guessing. But the uh, the breakdown of what this word means, it's a combination or uh, a compound word meaning 
to urinate and fox. <laughs> P fox. So it's a P fox, yes. Yeah. Can't uh, let you go there, P fox. <laughs> In 1634, a skunk was described in the Jesuit relations. <laughs> I'm going to keep moving. Uh, <laughs> the other is a low animal, about the size Wide of a dog. Wide range I wonder how that never made it into the into the series, how we have not had a skunk yet. That, that sounds like someone who would be like ahead of an artillery somewhere. Okay, the other is a low animal, about the size of a little dog or cat. I mention it here, not account of its excellence, but to make of it a symbol of sin. I've oh. seen, <laughs> I've seen three or four of them. It has black fur, quite beautiful and shining, and upon its back two perfectly white stripes, which join near the neck and tail, making an oval, which adds greatly to their grace. The tail is bushy <laughs> yeah. and well furnished with hair, like the tail of a fox, capital F. And it carries a curl back like that of a squirrel, capital S. But it is more than more white than black, and at the first glance, you would say, especially when it walks, that it ought to be called Jupiter's little dog. Have you seen a, a skunk walk? It like waddles <laughs> like it's like pregnant. Like what? yeah, yeah. How is that graceful? Do. This guy thinks it's graceful. All right. Uh, but it is so stinking and casts so foul an odor that it is unworthy of being called the dog of Pluto. <laughs> Whoa. Which, that that's a low. I mean. No sewer ever smelled so bad. I would not have believed it if, if I had not smelled it myself. Your heart almost fails you when you approach the animal. Two have been killed in our court. And several days after... <laughs> several Not two people, two skunks. Yeah, right. <laughs> several days afterward, there was such a dreadful odor throughout our house, we could not endure it. I believe the sins smelled by St. Catherine de Sienne must have, must have had the same vile, or, vile odor. I have no idea who St. Catherine is, but... Yeah, so this guy felt very, very strongly about the very strong scent of skunks. Uh, one thing that is interesting about skunks is that they are, are omnivorous. Uh, even though I think of them often as like just eating, you know, small insects, they will eat basically anything you put in front of them, uh, including meat. But I mean, they don't they don't go after it all the time, but they will do it. So yeah, yeah, uh, like pigs in that response uh, in that respect. Like we always think of them as as enjoying one thing, but they will in fact eat anything you want or anything you put in front of them. Wow. Yeah, uh, they are also apparently um, pretty polyamorous, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, they mate, and apparently they go at it with basically everyone they run into. Well. Yeah. Uh, the. The female skunk can hang out with as many dudes as she likes and then heads and uh, digs up a den and no one bothers her because she's a skunk. Mm -hmm. It is a pretty, yeah, you don't have to worry about anyone bothering you. Just nice. Yeah, they, they are, are one of the primary predators with a honeybee. Yep. Relying on their thick fur to protect them from stings, the skunk scratches at the front of a beehive and eats the guard bees that come out to investigate. Yep. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, what's going on there, Lou? I don't know. <laughs> Holy crud. <laughs> this thing smells. Ah! <laughs> uh, yeah, they are pretty intense. However, however, uh, they are among the animals that are very, very vulnerable to death by road traffic because they are terrible going up against cars. Mm. Uh, so uh, I'm going to click on death by road traffic. Whoa. Because they make what? eye contact, right? <laughs> what? What? 
Animals make eye contact, right? You have to. You have to. You have to look the deer right in the eyes before you kill it with your minivan. Are you an alien, Kyle? <laughs> Animals make eye contact, right? They see you. They make eye contact with and you right before you die. kill them, and uh, they take a little piece of your soul with them. Holy cow! Wow, I was not going that far. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that's what I'm clicking on. So you guys can come along with me if you want. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of stinking waddling creatures, Brendan Fraser. No. Brendan Brendan Fraser is a low animal, a about the size animal. of a little dog or cat. I mention him here not on account of its excellence, but to make of it a symbol of sin. <laughs> I have seen three or four films of his. It has a huge forehead, quite beautiful and shining, and has upon its back perfectly gelled brown hair, which join near the neck and tail, making an oval which adds greatly to its grace. The brow is bushy and well furnished with hair, like the tail of a fox. It carries them curled back like that of a squirrel. Brendan Fraser is more white than black, and at first glance you would say, especially when he walks, that it ought to be called Jupiter's little actor. But it is so stinking and casts so foul an order that it is unworthy of being called even being called an actor of Adam Sandler. Wow. No sewer has ever smelled so bad. Oh man. There you go. I did like him in the mummy. He did was you? great in that. Yeah, he's good in he's actually not a terrible actor. I'm looking at all these other no. movies though, and I'm like, mm. He's made some bad choices, say. Yeah. He started on America's Most Wanted. What really? Yeah, as part of wow. like a reenactor. Yeah. Oh wow. And then he was, was he oh. like a, a criminal reenactor. Man, those would be such. Yeah, he was a friend episodes. of a murder victim, so he wasn't yep. a criminal. But. <laughs> but yeah, he's been in a bunch of movies, in over thirty movies. I had no idea he'd been in that many. But I always think of him as jo- as George of the Jungle because oh, that's yeah. like when I was a kid. That's that's what I saw him in. I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's, that's a thing. That's Brendan Fraser. Time to move that's, on. Uh, that's the entire. <laughs> That's he was good in Scrubs. Too. I remember him. Oh yeah, doing he his actually cameo. He had a little cameo. It was yeah. good. He was like kind of a returning sort of uh, side character. If I remember, mm. right. he was like a patient, wasn't he? Yeah, he was there for a few of them, like like for a few episodes, I think. But yeah, um, so I click on Brendan Fraser. Uh, I think we're far enough away that I can give you <laughs> the dirt on what I'm doing here. I am trying to get to Medusa. And I oh. think I can get to Medusa through Brendan that Fraser. one movie with the devil. Monkey what? Bone. Monkey Bone. Oh, that is what? the movie you're looking for. Yeah, Monkey Bone. Wow. Okay. That's, oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me... re- Do you want to reconsider? Do you want to? I mean, you have time. Mm, let me. I just clicked on it. Uh, um, oh boy! This isn't the one with the hot Satan. What? Oh, oh, okay. I know which one you're talking about. Um, that is bedazzled. Oh, oh right. Yeah, I believe it is. Yes. Oh, you know what? You know what? No, I'm gonna stay here though. You're staying with Monkey Bone. I'm staying with Monkey Bone. Okay. Well, he found something that works. I knew there was something evil about Monkey Bone. <laughs> That's like the um, monkey. That the evil thing in Monkey Bone is um. Oh, what's his face? Chris Kattan. Chris Kattan. <laughs> Ooh. Whoopi Goldberg is in it, apparently. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I'm going to Monkey Bone. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> okay. Um, um, all right. So let's talk about Roadkill. 
So roadkill is animal is in animal or animals that have been struck or killed by motor vehicles driven by humans on highways. I have to back up. I have to back up. Go to brendanfraser.com right now, both nope, of you. I'm not doing Do it. Go to brendanfraser.com. Click the flash enhanced high bandwidth site. Everyone listening, go. Go to brendanfraser.com. Wow. I feel That's... like this is some serial killer's clues that he is leaving behind. Oh my gosh. I don't know if this is really his or not. So apparently I don't have the latest version of the Flash Player. And my browser just said no. <laughs> it's an amazing Flash site that looks like it's from like 1997. I'm going to click on the traditional low bandwidth. Oh, this is not near as interesting, I'm sure. But his uh, there's a timeline of his work and it goes up to 2004. So he's been wow. updating this. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, he has. Okay, if you go to Curiosities, I'm sorry. Hmm. Um, there's a key in an envelope. <laughs> Click yeah, on the what? key. What? It takes you to something called Fletcher Seer Stones. What? Um, so I don't know what that means. I don't. But you click either. on that box and then it'll throw these stones and it'll just give you these things. These stones form a sentence. This one says wisdom may accidentally relinquish ancient wisdom someday. I have lovers must not single-handedly admire knowledge someday. Wow. Deep thoughts with Brendan Fraser. So yeah, what you're on like getting hit, animals getting hit by cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had some interesting things to say, but now I don't know if I can. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's a road safety issue, economic impact of drivers and road management. And there's a lot of academic research about it. A surprising amount of academic research about it. Uh, and then they say that at the end of the first paragraph, roadkill can also be eaten. That's that's actually linked, just so you guys know. Roadkill cuisine, that's not what I'm clicking on, but that's a that's a page on Wikipedia. I just want to used to be like there. a shirt or poster mm-hmm. called Roadkill Cafe. I remember that. Yes. It would make uh, puns. <laughs> like skunk of, served out of a trunk. Yes. Well, I mean, this is interesting, though, is this is a thing that could only have happened... Uh, as as we know it anyway, <clears throat> this could only have happened in our cent- in the twentieth century. So like we created this whole cl- this category of, of things. Like this is a new phenomenon, quote unquote. Uh, one of the earliest observers of roadkill was the naturalist Joseph Grinnell, who noted in 1920, "This roadkill is a relatively new source of fatality, and if one were to estimate the entire mileage of such roads in the state of California, the, mo- the mortality must mount to the hundreds and perhaps thousands every 24 hours." I've done so many voices this episode. This is weird. I don't understand what's happening. Uh, Specifically in Australia, specific actions have been taken to uh, protect against the variety of animals that can damage vehicles, such as bull bars, B-U-L-L-B-A-R-S. What do you think that protects you from? Raptors. (laughs) I'm glad you did not say bulls, but it is in fact kangaroos. Okay. Uh, However... You know what else is in in uh, Australia? That scorpions. Yes, that attack your car. Yep, that's what I was going for. Ah. Cane toads. No. Feral camels. Feral camels. <laughs> Look at this sign. <laughs> On this sign, <laughs> beware of the unfenced road for the next 150 kilometers. 
kangaroo, which whose foot is essentially like a little boomerang sticking out of its body. Yep. Uh, an emu who is doing a fancy step. <laughs> Look at that! It's like yo. Yeah. A jaunty, jaunty step. Yep. And a feral yeah. camel who is <laughs> about to tell you how he picked up, how he just started picking up squash and racquetball. You know, you know, I've just tried quinoa for the first time the other day, and you know, I liked it. So. So feral camels, guys. We come full full circle, full camel. Uh, We've been doing that a lot, it seems. <laughs> so they're not kidding, though. A lot of people have been studying this. Apparently, uh, in in general, oh man, I can't find it now. But they they did a study to determine whether men or women <laughs> try to hit animals more. And of course, it's dudes. Of Wait, course, it's try dudes. to hit animals more. Try to hit the animals. Okay. Yes, using using. Uh, fake animals, little dummies of of lizards specifically. So um, while we're doing this, let's do a quick little uh, informational quiz. Hey, guys. Hey, Kyle. Hi, Kyle. So when you you are driving and you see an animal up ahead, uh, let's say it is a squirrel. Do you try to avoid the squirrel? Or just keep driving. I I um, throw my hands up and I yell, "Jesus, take the wheel!" <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Take well, it that's an effective. Um, I would actually. I think I would keep driving. Because in most instances, the squirrel actually knows to get out of the way. And when you swerve, it kind of, you know, it, it doesn't Throws know where off. to go. Yeah. Uh, you are actually totally correct. Uh, they specify in here that squirrels, rabbits, and birds, and other small animals that are that have quick reaction times. <laughs> you have to think about whether or not they have good reaction times, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that tests your reaction time. Uh, so if it is a small, fast animal, just keep driving. They generally will be able to read the size of the car and get out of the way. Um, in fact, they specify here that it's actually harder for a driver to uh, to to hit an animal on purpose, one of these small animals on purpose, like to swerve to hit it, because the animal, generally speaking, <laughs> can figure it out. However, slow-moving animals such as reptiles or uh, slow-moving reptiles such as turtles and snakes, uh, you should probably avoid. Uh, yeah, I don't, they think, I don't think they're going to rocket boost out of the way. <laughs> They also mention here specifically opossum, beaver, and skunks. So uh, avoid those if all, if at all possible. I guess they are also not fast enough to do it or to do anything about it. So uh, also, uh, I just want to mention this one bit about deer horns. <laughs> uh, do you guys think that they work? Have you do you know what this is? First? Oh, putting them on the front of your yes. car. Yes. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's disputed. Uh, according to their research, uh, it goes back and forth. Sometimes, sometimes the uh, sound pressure of the whistle is actually higher than the deer can even hear. Um, <clears throat> sometimes the deer seem to notice it, but don't really know what to do about it. And sometimes they actually get out of the way, which is yeah. about as effective as them just getting out of the way. For those at home who don't know that, we're not actually talking about like deer antlers, like. On the, on the front of your yeah we're not talking about just like putting them on the front of your truck or something yes they're like these little devices that when they go through the wind are supposed to create like a piercing noise that scares them away 
it probably just makes him go, what the heck is that sound? What's what going on? What is that on? noise? Yeah. Those giant eyes are making a weird noise. Uh, so speaking of which, I, I'm going to use, I'm continuing along this line of getting eye contact with these animals. Uh, furthermore, the glare of vehicle headlights can dazzle some species, such as rabbits. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> they, will, they will freeze in the road rather than flee. Now, the simple tactics of reducing speed and scanning both sides of the road for foraging <laughs> deer, which uh, can improve driver safety at night. Drivers may see the retro reflection of an animal's eyes before seeing the animal itself. I'm clicking retro reflection. Retro reflection. Yeah. I guess that makes, that's closer. Yeah. Yeah. Animals' eyes do that. All right, go on, Sky. All right, Monkey Bones is a crazy-ass cult film. Um, I'm going to read just a portion of the plot to you here. I've never heard it. Stu Miley is a disillusioned cartoonist whose comic strip features a rascal monkey named Monkey Bones. Stu is in love with a sleep institute worker named Dr. Julie McCoy, who helped him deal with his terrible nightmares by changing his drawing, ha- by changing his drawing hand. What? He just, he just drew with a different hand, and that apparently helped his nightmares. Oh. One night, Stu crashes his car after accidentally activating an inflatable monkey bone raft, causing him to fall into a coma. His spirit ends up in downtown, a limbo-like carnival landscape populated by human beings, mythical creatures, and figments of people's imaginations where nightmares are entertainment. In downtown, monkey bone is real. During that time, Stu befriends a cat girl named Miss Kitty. When Stu what? learns that his sister Kimmy is about to pull the plug on him, he asks Hypnos, god of sleep, for advice. Hypnos tells Stu that he can get back to the living. If he, uh, or in order to get back to the living, he has to infiltrate the land of death to steal an exit pass from death, which is gi- which are given out to coma victims by reapers, giving them permission to leave downtown and awaken from their coma. What? Stu successfully steals an exit pass, but Monkey Bone steals it from him in turn and enters the land of the living in Stu's body through the revivo as Hypnos, as Hypnos states that they have plans for Stu's body. Uh, what? Yep. Yeah, what? That's the beginning plot. Oh man, okay. This is weird. Yeah. Um it's based on a comic book called Dark Town. It cost $75 million to make. Wow. Made 7.6 million at the box office. Ooh. That's the, the film received negative reviews. That's so. 20% rotten rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty rough. Anyway, <laughs> um so I Stuck around on this page because I did see Hypnos, who's oh, the yeah. god of sleep. Yeah, that gets you closer. And that gets me closer to that thing. To that thing you want. I'm clicking on Hypnos. Hypnos. The Pokemon. <laughs> yes. Gross. So, Kyle, you're at Tapetum Lucidum. Yeah, this is not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> uh, top, Tapetum Lucidum is a layer of tissue. Yeah, it's a wonderful phrase. Uh, it is a layer of tissue in the... <laughs> you're welcome. The eye of many vertebrates. Lying immediately behind the retina, it reflects visible light back through the retina, increasing the light available to the photoreceptors, though blurring the initial image of the light on focus. This is what allows a lot of animals to see so much better at night than we do. Uh, humans don't have these. What, what's essentially happening is that light goes straight into the eye and where it's hitting... We're 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 making eye contact with these animals where it's hitting. It's just reflecting straight back at us. So it just looks like their eye is a different color because this particular this tissue is a different color. So we're actually seeing the color of that tissue behind their eye. And it just looks like it's glowing uh, for some weird reason. <laughs> mm. uh, I don't I don't 
I, they kind of explain it, but I don't really get it. Uh, this is it, a great page to go to if you want pictures of animals looking evil. Looking, yes. <laughs> including, including no less than a cat, a raccoon, a dog, an odd-eyed cat, uh, because it has two different <laughs> colors of eyes, and so therefore it has two different colors of eye shine. The, the derpiest evil I've ever seen. <laughs> and an evil cow... There is a camera flash reflected in a cow's eyes that just looks like the evilest cow. Hang on. I'll, Satan's cow wants to know what you're doing. He's just hanging out down there. Uh, so they have all of these other animals that are just look uh, slightly. <laughs> yeah, see? It's like the scene from, from Signs. <laughs> when you see. When yes. The, when the alien just sort of goes by and the guy freaks out. Yeah. I would just imagine I'm seeing this picture and he's like, oh, God. <laughs> so there are multiple pictures of, of animals in this, including uh, a they have a heterochromatic dog uh, with, you know, two different colored eyes. So that yeah. they show, again, uh, multiple eye colors, uh, a raccoonish thing that looks or looks like a raccoon called an I.I. A.Y.E. dash A.Y.E. And then the one on the far end is called a sportive lemur. And I really, I, I want to know, like, does it, does it play like tennis or like, why is it sportive? Or maybe, maybe it's just a good sport. Maybe it is just a good sport. Yeah. Like it, like it finishes a round of tennis. It's like, you know what? Good job. I don't even care who won. Everyone did a good job. Uh, we all played good today and that's the best. So uh, <clears throat> I, I don't know. Maybe the sport of lemur, lemur is, is like that. So uh, it's pretty cool, though. Uh, however, I didn't I have not found what I'm looking for here. <laughs> this is not actually helping me out. So I'm going to click on just I because <laughs> that's wow. on here. Well, man, I think you got me beat out here. Um, <laughs> well, Hypnos is the god of sleep and junk. Sleep and junk. junk. He lives in a cave. His what? mansion really? does not see the rising nor the setting sun, and it doesn't see noon. Um, there's a number of poppies and other hypnotic Wait. plants at his entrance. Hang on, back up. What, what does it see then? Just like midday? Like Nothing. what? It's, what? He's in a cave. Mm -hmm. He doesn't it doesn't have any doors or gates. You do you know why, Kyle? Why? So that he might not be awakened by the creaking of hinges. Oh, Wow, that went, that's creepier than I was hoping. Yeah, that's really weird. <laughs> His okay. floors are made of memory nothing but, foam. Of memory nothing foam. but hinges. <laughs> nothing but <laughs> Yes. If this were a if this were a children's tale, that yeah, the floor would be made entirely of hinges. Yeah, and he hypnosis has kind of been he's kind of like a second tier <laughs> god. He's <laughs> the, the other gods kind of call on him to like help trick the other gods. Hey dude. <laughs> hey, hey, put this guy to sleep. No, last time that I put Zeus to sleep, he was really mad. Hera's like, no, no. I don't care. It's going to be fine. It. It'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's just a joke. He'll think it's really funny. Yeah, exactly. Just one of those kind of second tier gods that are just used for more as a, as a vehicle for the other ones, I guess. I mean, don't the gods fall asleep on their own? I mean. Yeah, can't... but they want them to go to sleep like for a long time. Or, or like right now. Yeah. Okay. When Zeus awoke after like Hera had Hypnos trick him into falling asleep, 
-hmm. He was furious and went on a rampage looking for Hypnos. Hypnos managed to avoid Zeus by hiding with his mom, Ninx. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Hypnos, she's not going to be able to protect you forever, dude. Yeah. You gotta fight your own battles. In order to get get him to help her, Hera first offered him a beautiful golden seat that can never fall apart and a footstool what? to go with it. Oh wow! <laughs> Collect the whole set. Yeah, yeah. So he went in and do it. Be- he didn't. He didn't fall for the footstool. But then she was like, mm-hmm. "Hey, you can marry one of the youngest graces." And he was like, "Sure." He's like, "I'm on that." Yeah, I don't know. And I there's Greek mythology here, and I'm gonna click on that. Cause I don't know where you're just going. Wow. We both zoomed out on this. I yeah. think Medusa was like Hades sort of deal, but I don't really see. Oh, this is going to be good. Hades on there. There. Where did you go again, Kyle? I just went to the word. I looking on this page. I really expected eye contact to be on here somewhere. It is not. Mm. Uh, it is nowhere on this page. As a matter of fact, right. Even things, Not- even deep sea vents is on here. <laughs> yeah. The hagfish yeah. is on here. The hagfish is on every page. Oh, well, it should be. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, the, I, I don't know. I'm kind of upset about this because I really thought I would have something from here. Uh, hey guys, there's a lot of different kinds of eyes. The eye of a red tailed hawk. It's a pretty sweet eye. <laughs> it is pretty sweet. Uh, they also have the compound eye of an Antarctic krill, which looks like Epcot, like the Epcot globe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, eyes are organs of vision. They detect light and convert it into electrochemical impulses and neurons and higher, higher organisms. Guys, complex optical system, which collects light from the surrounding environment, regulates its intensity through a diaphragm, focuses it on an adjustable assembly of lenses to form an image, Converts this image into a set of electrical signals and transmits these signals to the brain through complex neural pathways that connect the eye via the optic nerve, the visual cortex, and other areas of the brain. That is a single sentence. That's very impressive. Learn to edit Wikipedia. You you know how I know that's very impressive? How impressive? Because I have no idea what you just said. They make pictures on your brain. Yeah. Oh. Uh, So the overview, a little eye joke there. Uh... They have. <laughs> I really like uh, really the thing that I want to want to point out here, which I avoided saying focus. Uh, uh-huh. The thing that I wanted to point out here is that they talk about the first proto eyes and how they developed, which I always it was a thing with me. I always wondered kind of how that happened. Like, I mean, you don't just get an eye just like one day uh, as a as a random, uh, you know, evolution or uh, mutation. So the way that they describe it here is, or at least the uh, the theory that's been advanced so far, uh, the first proto-eyes evolved among animals 600 million years ago, about the time of the Cambrian explosion. The last common ancestor of animals uh, possessed the biochemical toolkit necessary for vision. In most vertebrates and some mollusks, the eye works by allowing light to enter and project onto a light-sensitive panel of cells. Uh, in here, uh, now the way that they describe it is that what what these originally were were just essentially like just spaces of cells on this on the surface of the animal that could that weren't able to actually see, but they were able to pick up light 
And so you were able right. to like through other senses and kind of working things together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had you had uh, sort of an image where you could tell what at least what was light or dark. And maybe, you know, maybe you would be able to tell better when something was coming toward you or something like that. So the way that they describe it is that the original eyes were just more like eye spots that could distinguish among brightness, which is pretty cool. So, uh, I mean, essentially, I mean, not as cool as eyes, but yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Well, eventually it kind of developed into something that we think of as like the pinhole camera. If you guys ever yes. played played with one of those. Yeah. Uh, and I guess those animals did pretty well. Because it caught on. Yeah, it caught on. <laughs> uh, these eyes things. I think these are going to work out. You know what? These eyes, they're great. You can see these animals coming from far away. Uh, I can't tell how close anything is because I have no depth of field, but, it, but I can say, see something's out there. And we haven't created a system of measuring distance yet. Well, yes. So uh, speaking of that, though, I'm actually going to go to binocular vision uh, because I think you need binocular vision to make eye contact. So I'm going to click yeah, on yeah, that. So. Well, I mean, actually, if you have like eyes on the side of your head, you can make eye contact with more than one thing. Ooh, whoa, yeah. whoa. I would think. Oh, like my pigeons. gosh. Pigeons see all. Yep. That's terrifying. Okay. <laughs> have everybody's attention in a room. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's weird that you guys say that because in this page, the description one of the one of the descriptions for how binocular vision works is using a pigeon. Oh, so weird. All right, go on. <laughs> so weird. It knows. Greek mythology. <laughs> Let me just sum up Greek mythology for you guys. Nike. Nike. It's Nike. No, it's Nike. They're all naked. <laughs> No, they they all did hella crunches though. Like all the <laughs> everyone was just crunching it all the time. Man, have you heard my new single, Hella Crunches? Yeah, hella it's pretty- cr- <laughs> I thought that was Gwen Stefani's three. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was her new granola bar. Yes, they all have pet lambs or goats. <laughs> oh yeah, remember that when we were looking at their art? Yeah, where they all had lambs or goats. Place. And f- the most importantly, four, some of their body parts are made out of animals. Oh, that's sure. where Medusa comes in. Oh, oh, hey, you did it. Yeah, Medusa's an animal, a monster. What? She's what? a monster, yep. I thought, I thought she was a person monster? Nope. she's a monster. Oh, no. Yep. <laughs> uh, I think Hercules slays her, right? No, yes. no. Uh, no. Persef- Pers- oh, no, no, no. Perseus. Perseus, yes. Yeah, Perseus kills her. Yes. Yep. So she's on here, and that's what I'm gonna do is You're click not, on the Medusa. We're not even hanging out on this page. You just want to go straight to Medusa. No. I mean the Paris, Paris uh, holding the golden apple. Um. Oh, the El the Aljusio de Paris. It's so sexy. Whoa, whoa. It's that painting. That painting of him checking out uh the Aphrodite. Oh, okay. Remember that? Yeah, it's on here. Yeah. She's like, mm-hmm. hey, here it hey. is. <laughs> and there's a goat like like i'm, <laughs> I'm telling you there's a goat yeah, the there it's the wingman there's they're naked yeah it, it all works oh so, i clicked on medusa so okay. binocular vision is vision in which creatures having two eyes use them together i was not expecting it to be that simple after the last page that was you know five lines about the operation of the eye but binocular vision whoever wrote this one was just like you know what there this took a really long time to write, write that last one uh, they say, 
here uh, it it gives a creature a spare eye in case one is damaged is the top advantage over having more than one eye is having a spare eye in case one is damaged wow yeah uh it gives wider field of view it gives stereopsis uh with binocular disparity uh or parallax so that you can get depth perception um which is a good way to break camouflage apparently which is why we are good at it for some reason Hmm. i guess oh that makes sense Uh, it allows yeah because that's how you beat camouflage or yeah like uh, fur camouflage um, it allows the angles of the eyes line of sight relative to each other, and the, it's not linked. Oh. <laughs> In fact, they actually have here for, uh, and those lines relative to a particular object, in parentheses, gaze angle, G-A-Z-E. Okay. Yeah, to be determined from the images in the two eyes. All right, so someone thought it was important enough to say that this thing, that those lines of line of sight is called a gaze angle, but did not think it was important enough to actually make that page. It is a red link. It allows a creature to see more of or all of an object behind an obstacle. This advantage was pointed out by Leonardo da Vinci, who noted that a vertical <laughs> column closer to the eyes than an object at which a creature is looking at is looking might block some of the object from the left eye, but that part of the object might be visible to the right eye. I really think we figured it out before him. I think, well, I think Leonardo da Vinci just basically copped a bunch of other people's insights mm-hmm. and said them himself because he knew that we were going to be, like, <laughs> just focusing only on him so, in the future. Be like, hey, you know that the sky is blue? Hey, did you know Leonardo da Vinci yes. knew that the sky was blue? Yes. Like, no, everyone did. He's just the only one that we care about. No, it was that other guy. Remember what was the effect? Oh, yeah, the... The thing that I was right about? Like the rally, Rayleigh? I want to say... one of the effects. I want to say it was Hallie, but I don't... All right, we'll we'll come back to it later. All I do know is there's a picture of an eagle staring straight ahead. Yeah. And whenever an eagle is staring straight ahead, it always looks disappointed in you. (laughs) (laughs) Description is just as disappointing. Mm -hmm. An eagle. Yeah. (laughs) Literally just two words. Son, I am disappointed. (laughs) And eagle. I'm not mad at you. I'm just Just disappointed. disappointed. So this is one of those things that uh, basically predatory animals are better at than than most other animals. And we have it. We we use it pretty well. So I guess we're automatically predators. It's pretty good. Uh, Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. I like depth perception. It's pretty nice. Um, You can see 3D movies. I can press the right letters on a keyboard. Pigeons, pigeons cannot watch 3D movies. You know what? You know what's actually this is dumb because there is a there is a billboard near me where it's for a pond maintenance company, and they have on the billboard a little cartoon frog who is uh, a, like a college professor or something pointing out like, oh, this it's really smart to use this pond maintenance company. But uh, the frog has glasses on and its eyes are kind of turned out, but the glasses are forward. <laughs> and it, every time I see this billboard, it makes me upset. I'm like, that frog <laughs> is not using those it's glasses. not using those glasses. Why, why did you do that to that frog? Gotta look who smart. Can be, 
Who convinced that frog to be? Oh yeah, I guess maybe that's how it got its job. This frog's guy looks smart. No one's yeah. gonna trust it. Showed up at the job interview, and uh, yeah, he's like, "Oh man!" They're like, "Get out of here, frog!" And then he puts on the glasses. They're like, "Wait." Oh, Clark Kent. Wait, oh, sorry. We didn't realize you were an intelligent person. Please come back. <laughs> Tell us about pond maintenance. Ribbit. <laughs> wow, yes. You are the the face that we need. <laughs> so apparently, apparently, you know, pigeons and frogs can never watch 3D movies. That is so sad. Uh, all right. So this went bust on me. I have no idea where to go from here. I All right, so the other thing that I've been thinking is maybe I'm going about this the wrong way. Are we lost? <sighs> kind of. Uh, so, all right. I mean, I'm on Medusa. I got where I wanted to be. All right, so I need to... I'm thinking, all right. I'm thinking that I was hoping to see uh, eye contact on here somewhere because I figured binocular vision animal. Is someone clipping their nails? No. Is your clip? <laughs> no, there's no clip. It's here. I'm not even touching it. <laughs> Is it a pen? No. Is it a pencil? No, you're not my dad. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I can turn this podcast around. <laughs> please, please do. I'm trying to. <laughs> I don't. All right. So I was really thinking that I'd have something on here. I don't have something like uh, to do like eye contact. I'm wondering if I might just go. Maybe I should look at the, like the disorders here. They have a whole, a whole section on eye disorders. Okay. So maybe, you know, for a lot of these, you have to, you have to, there might be like a, are there any like phobias? There might be like a, a high I contact pho phobia. Yeah, but none of them are linked. They actually have, uh, if you're, if they have fear of your eye moving up or down in your head, Whoa. but they're not like, yeah, hyperphoria and hypophoria in case you want to know. Weird. Yeah. Horror fusionis. Oh no. An active avoidance of fusion by eye misalignment. But that's not going to get me to, like, eye contact. No. You know what? All right. Uncover. Here. Here's a all right, cover uncover test. Problematic disorders of binocular vision. The tropias. Uh, let's see. Cover part of the test. I'm just going to pick one of these. There's a bunch of them. Uh, do, 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 do. Eeny, meeny, lots, my, lots of opias. Yeah. What my mother said to strab... Is strabismus. I can't say it. Stra strabismus. I'm clicking strabismus. I don't know what this is. I'll You're come all back up in strabismus. <laughs> there we go. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Thank yes. you for making my joke for me. <laughs> I'm clicking that. We're oh, going to see what it is and come. Promising. I will make a backward track if I need to. <laughs> Good luck, Sky. <laughs> I'm a Medusa. <laughs> it's all on you now. <laughs> There's no eye contact on the page for friggin' Medusa. What? She's even looking away in her photo. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, granted, her head has been cleaved from her body. Wow. But the head is not looking at you. It is quite rude. That's literally her whole thing. I uh, I made a little... You guys are talking. I made a little meme for you here. Based on that image. Here you go. <laughs> what? How long were we talking... <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yes. How long were we talking? New meme <laughs> created. Yeah, just born into the world. Oh, people need to see this guy. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll share it in the notes. Okay. I don't. I feel like I feel like we haven't been talking that long, Scott. <laughs> You had a lot of time to think about. This. Yes, I saw that. I'm like, that has to be a meme. It just instantly came to me. So oh. Medusa, uh, everybody knows Medusa is a monster, a gorgon. She's a person lady. No, monster. She's a monster. Having the face of a hideous human female. Wow, that is, jeez, that is harsh. That is. Um, with living venomous snakes in place of hair, also gazing into her eyes, gazing directly into her eyes, which is not. It should like, be hyperlinked to go to uh, eye contact. Why? Um, Why would that be linked? It, because no that's exactly what, what eye contact is, is gazing yes, directly but, into another person's eyes. But no one reading this, writing this page would be like, you know what? I should link this to eye contact. You know what? But this is exactly what it is. That is true. You it would turn right. onlookers into stone. Really? Um, yes. That's oh. what happened. <laughs> yeah, she was beheaded by Perseus. And he used her, he used her head as in a weapon after he killed her. Dang. Yeah, he's heartless. That is pretty heartless. Yes. Um. Yeah. So it mentions her eyes in a few places. There is one part. It says in um, nihilism, Medusa has sometimes appeared as representing notions of scientific determinism and nihilism, especially in contrast to romantic idealism. And this interpret interpretation of Medusa attempts to avoid looking into her eyes, represent avoiding the ostensibly depressing reality that the universe is meaningless wow cool um looking is is linked here looking looking wait so, like just like looking it says looking it's going to take me to to wiki slash looking sky jack so london is also linked here i'm going to click on that you don't want to click on jack this london is, this is weird what I mean, you, like you, you click on looking, you click this link, and it takes you to just something entirely. Oh wow! It takes you to an American comedy drama television series <sighs> about a group of gay friends living in San Francisco. What? What are you? This is amazing. After two seasons, HBO announced that Looking would not be renewed for a third season. This has nothing to, say, to do with Looking. This should be Looking underscore film. Yeah, well, the person writing this apparently knows more about oh my gosh. than about... Whoever's writing Medusa is an idiot. They're failing <laughs> oh, wow. me. Wow, wow. Well, that's, I'm not going to go because there. They included Jack London, Sky. Oh, Jack London. Also feminists. Also feminists. Oh, yeah. Of course, she'd be a symbol for feminism. Well, right, yeah. That um, makes sense to me. I have no idea where I'm going to go now. Um, you could do what I did. Just pick a link. Just click a link. That sounds like a good idea. Uh, Yay! Um, let's then you're gonna have go. to tell us how you did this because we. I'm just we gonna. Apparently... I'm just gonna get hit tab a few times and see what I land up on. We are apparently terrible. Tell me to stop. Tell me to stop. Stop! No whammies! No whammies! Chizor. Chizor. A golden sword wielding giant. Giant. Yep. What is that? I don't know. We're about to find out. Chizor. Thank you. I'm lost. This is bad. Strabismus. The guy who created the really good violins. Yeah. There are only six left in the world. 
Also, it's, it's a condition that interferes with binocular vision because it prevents a person from directing both eyes simultaneously toward the same fixation point. Yeah. The eyes do not properly align with each other. This is closer. This is closer. <laughs> uh, heterotropia is a medical synonym for the condition. Uh, I did not know this was a word for this, but apparently colloquial terms for strabismus include cross-eye, walleye, squint, and cast of the eye. I've never heard anyone say the last two, uh, at least not in polite company. Uh, actually, I would never call anyone those other things either. That's terrible. So anyway, <laughs> don't ever use those words, I guess. Uh, I guess, uh, according to this, it says, it typically involves a lack of coordination between the extraocular muscles, which prevents the directing the gaze of both eyes at once at the same point in space. Uh, it hampers proper binocular vision and may affect depth perception adversely. Uh, and it, apparently it's present in about 4% of children. Uh, I did not know this, but you can... Uh, I... I I, somehow, somehow that 4% includes someone in my family. I do actually have a family member who has uh, this, oh, has this condition. And it's not so bad when he wears glasses. I, I, he has glasses that seem to help with it. And I'm not finding a lot of information about how, how it's dealt with. This isn't a lazy eye, though, which, oh, wait, no, this is, that's what my, that's what my relative has. And you can fix that with an eye patch, which I don't think he does, but would be amazing. Uh, I guess you could fix any problem <laughs> with one eye by just covering that eye up. Technically speaking, yeah, we do have the advantage of two eyes, which means we have an extra eye. I don't yep. know if you know about that advantage, Tim. I think I, I, I think about it all the time. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? I can't find anything on here. However, notably, Strabusus interferes with normal eye contact. Uh, often what? causing embarrassment, anger, and feelings of awkwardness, <laughs> thereby affecting social communication in a fundamental way with a pos possible negative effect on self-esteem. See, that's why I could not find anything, because this is a feelings page. A feelings page? <laughs> a feelings page, and I don't have any. There are no feelings on feelings. Wikipedia. <laughs> so you actually got it there. I got there. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, and... <laughs> Do you want to do you want to try on another page, Sky? You I am on this page for Tri Trizor Trizor. Oh right, he's the brother of the winged horse Pegasus, <laughs> who was basically born out of Medusa when she was what? beheaded. Like he sprang from Medusa. I don't know. Wait, wait, Boing. what? Yep. A horse? Just like well, the horse did, and this dude did. This, what? Yeah, he, he who has a golden sword is what Trizor means. Holy crap! But I don't know, like, this is so weird that I need to mention it, and it's and it kind of ends cool. Medusa, one of the three Gorgon sisters, the most beautiful and the only mortal one, angered Athena due to being raped by Poseidon in the temple of Athena. What? It's not... Wow. So that is, like, the, the most, like, victim blunt victim-blaming, exactly. As punishment, oh, wow. Athena turned her hair into snakes. But other versions of the myth tell that Medusa w tell that Medusa was raped by Poseidon, and that many Greek women believe that Athena was protecting Medusa by giving her a power to make any man who looked at her completely harmless. Whoa, whoa! So they like, yeah, Holy cow, flip that's, it. That, wow, yeah. that's a weird spin on that. It is a weird spin on it. Wow. Okay, I had never heard that before. But yeah, that's still. I mean, it's weird no matter what you do because you just like 
gave snake gave her snakes for hair. So yeah, I mean neat. that's not a great idea. Yeah, um, this guy I have no idea what any what this guy's about. That's pretty much all all his page says. So okay, yay. So, so eye oh. contact, Kyle. First sentence: <laughs> Eye contact occurs when quote two people look at each other's eyes at the same time unquote. Yeah, yeah, Tim. I just want to point out that they could not come up with a better way to describe that except by pulling it out of a dictionary. Someone literally said, did a uh, Webster's says that eye contact is because this the the citation here is straight to a learner's dictionary. So, so no one knows what it is, Tim. <laughs> it is a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> The study of eye contact is sometimes known as oculessics. <laughs> so it is. <laughs> uh, apparently, accor according to this, though, according to the early to mid-1960s, the term came from the West, which is linked, ooh, <laughs> Western world, to often <laughs> define the act of an, a meaningful or and important sign of confidence, respect, and social communication. Also citation, let's see. Dictionary.com. I I stand correct on both of these so far. People don't know how to describe it except by going straight to the dictionary. <laughs> what is eye contact, everyone? What is it? <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, wow. Social meanings. Uh, eye contact and facial expressions provide important social and emotional information. People, perhaps without unconscious or consciously doing so, they know they don't unconsciously do it. You, yeah, search each other's eyes and faces for positive or negative mood signs. In some contexts, the meaning of eyes arouses strong emotions. Ooh, strong emotions. Eye contact is also an important element in flirting. Where How do you guys feel about eye contact? <laughs> I feel well, like I always I, ask you these questions. It's, it's good it. when you're trying to get a job. Well, yes. Well, not really, because it shows that you know you're engaged. It shows and, that you're fighting for dominance, though. And trustful. And also a serial killer. In I mean, some ways, it can be that you're that you're trying to get dominance. Although between species, if you ooh. hold eye contact with a dog, it <laughs> modulates the excretion of oxytocin. Ooh, gross. Uh, which is known for its role in maternal-infant bonding. Whoa, so whoa. if you are looking into your dog's eyes, you are helping to form a bond with it. Wait, What? That's yeah, that's weird. what it's, that's what it that's what <laughs> I'm getting from this. Animals, many species, including dogs, often perceive eye contact as a threat. Two paragraphs up. Many programs to prevent dog bites recommend avoiding direct eye contact with an unknown dog. <laughs> Makes sense. I think. I mean, if, but if a dog already sees you as yes. yeah. its yeah. owner or like a den mate or whatever, you know, yeah, as part yeah. of its family, then looking it in the eyes, it's going to trust you more. No, I just really like that they describe it as an unknown dog, like like it's a cloud of dog, like just a <laughs> just a more <laughs> like, oh, no, don't look at that cloud of dog directly in its eyes. I'm not sure where its eyes are, but it, don't look at them. Sometimes I'll try to stare my cat Steve in the eyes and he'll like look away because he's like, I'm dominant to him. And yeah. so I'll just keep like moving around and shifting around and I'll just keep like moving its head away and get very, <laughs> get very nervous. Wow. Like, what's going on? What's going on? Or he's like, what is this guy doing? Oh my God. <laughs> this guy's so weird. I can't believe I let him live, but he I keeps have social anxiety. Me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we took some very romantic routes. 
<laughs> to get did from Paverly Pew to eye contact tonight. Did we? <laughs> yep. We included Brendan Fraser, Medusa, <laughs> Roadkill. <laughs> well, hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us tonight. Um, uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, just look up We Should Know Better. You can also reach us on Twitter at WSKBcast. Uh, we're also on Blogspot at W skbcast.blogspot.com uh you can also find us of course on itunes leave a review there we would love to hear from you yep as well as stitcher do we still use stitcher stitcher's there yeah stitcher is there stitcher exists it's a thing um what else is there that we have that's pretty much it it. that's pretty much it do we have a tumblr also we do have a tumblr do we have a live journal whoa no we have a blog spot that's we have myspace no (sighs) um i do have one thing to mention not really a correction, kind of a correction, but not really. Oh, really? But wow. friend of the show, Joe, um, mentioned he was listening to the last Is that episode. His actual name, by the way, friend of the show. Friend Joe? of the show, Joe. Uh, sure, sure. The original um, Castle Wolfenstein was oh, no. actually an alternate history as as well, kind of. Oh. Um, he said that the original is like a Nazi experiment sort of thing, and you eventually fight guys with like chain guns for arms. Right. And okay. so that's Mecha Hitler. Well, it's not Mecha Hitler. Not that's the new one. But like in oh, the right, old right, one, right. there's still like there's still like weird sort of things that they were doing that they weren't really doing in in history. So in, just in history. And the new so, one just takes just is a lot more overt with the alternative history. I see. I thought it was kind gotcha. of a, a ret, like a retcon thing that they did. Uh, thanks for the yeah. Thanks for the update. I I, yeah. I got that wrong. Yeah. Many thanks to front of the show, Joe. And yeah. I will I'll I'll use this as an opportunity to plug his new podcast that he's doing. Hmm. Not just uh, the good, the bad, and worth watching, but it's called Prime Time. Ooh. Where he and a couple of his friends watch only the primary numbered episodes of a television show, and That's then talk amazing. about it. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah, um, you can find it. I don't think they have a website yet, but you can find it at uh, feeds.feedburner.com slash primetimecast. Cool. And they have they have uh, the first episode. They cover episodes two and three. You know what? Of I'll Gossip bet. Girl. I was so. going to say, maybe he can actually clear up our discussion about what, which ones are prime number. Yeah, he's probably got them all figured out. He probably knows, yeah. yeah. Well, cool. well, that sounds cool. Thanks, Joe. Yep, thanks. I think that about does it for us tonight. Yeah. Unless you listen in the morning, then it does it for us this morning. Yeah. So now now we have to just like all lock, lock eyes all at once here. Just stare at each other and just back away slowly until we end the show. Right. A Mexican stare off. Everyone just stare and then slowly back down. We do this all in the same room. I'm going to just on three, you know, no one has to die here. Everyone's fine. You know, I, I'm on three. I'm just going to hang up and we're all just going to go our own ways. Is that we cool? We cool. So, all right. One, two. Well, so he's all moved out, though. Mostly, mostly, we we moved most of the stuff uh, into this 
who who's playing Tim? Plants vs. Zombies back there. No one's playing was Plants vs. Zombies. No, was it's, that a pencil? It's a, it's a clip. It's a clip. Oh, a clip. it's your your old the old clip. The old <laughs> Tim special. <laughs> well, well, gentlemen. I just, I just like to make my presence known without speaking. Uh-huh. <laughs> like a red panda. Mm-hmm. But right. it's it's a fun experience. <laughs> That's its tagline. Hardly a game, but a fun experience. Yep. So you basically you just travel around and um you have a huge book and based on what you draw and where you are and stuff, you'll read from different paragraphs in it and you'll get choices of what to do. And then you turn to a certain page. <laughs> what? You heard that? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I I tried to turn away. <laughs> so you you tried okay, to so turn away. Hosting, you tried hosting a podcast. What should you do? You um, tried you tried to turn away while you were wearing a headset. Mute, <laughs> right. Mute Mike, turn head away. Give frothy belch. Because ori- originally corn on, on the cob was small and difficult to eat and wasn't very tasteful. Right. Uh we actually tried to interrupt, it. but be right oh. back. Okay. I'm sorry. Sorry. All right, go do it quickly. Uh oh, he muted it. That's great. Here, I'll I'll uh I'll fill in here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, just hang on. Hang on a second. Hang on. And then and then there you go. Uh dang it, I don't have any tape. Where's some tape? Oh, the tape, the classic tape. Ah. I don't know.